Episode 14 Jackie tore her gaze from the woman's sneer and observed that the line at her check stand had grown to eight people. They peered over each other's shoulders, left and right, weighing the benefits and risks of jumping ship. Also, her phone had been ringing eight, nine, ten times. Sheila, take over at register four. Jackie to the office. Repeat, Jackie to the office. It's an incredible day at Carlsmart. Miserably, Jackie climbed the stairs to Melvin's office. Not two hours earlier, she had come up here filled with hope. Tuna sandwich in hand, she'd planned to ask Melvin if he would write her a recommendation for the business program he had attended. She'd already sent for the application and was planning to take classes part-time. But for some reason, Melvin had not been around. The assistant manager, alone and terrified, had shooed her out of the office. "'What's the matter with you, Jackie?' Melvin yelled. "'How could you let your line back up like that? And your phone? Why didn't you answer your phone?' Melvin was not normally a yeller. He believed in guiding employees to discover problems, which he called opportunities, themselves. There had to be some reason for his theatrics today, related to his absence at lunch. And there was. Swiveling gently back and forth in Melvin's desk chair was the most handsome man Jackie had ever seen. His dark eyes studied her from beneath luxurious lashes as his strong, high forehead furrowed in thought. The man's wavy, silver-black hair, held in place by a firm yet non-greasy gel, added to the impression that he was as much a work of art as a human being. The artist had even made a small scar on his left temple, knowing that true beauty resides in flaws. "'Do you know who this is?' Melvin foamed. "'This is Harry Ricker, the founder and CEO of Carlsmart Incorporated.' Ricker nodded, a smile playing at one corner of his mouth. "'Oh,' was all Jackie could say. Her hands flew to her hair, and she turned to the huge window overlooking the store. Her ponytail had loosened, she saw in her reflection. It must have happened during her exchange with that awful woman. But how? What were you doing down there, Jackie? Melvin carried on. Jackie should not have turned her back on Melvin like this, much less on Harry Ricker. But Ricker's presence had undone her. He was her father, if her father had been rich and white-collar and possessed of an utterly different form of confidence. Her dad was the cock of the walk, preening. Ricker simply radiated power. She could feel him. In the window, his reflection leaned toward hers. He wanted to know what she had been doing down there, too. But what could Jackie say? She had never told Melvin about her faith. She had been waiting for the right time. But it had never quite seemed like the right time with Melvin. Down on the sales floor, an odd, misshapen figure came into focus, ricocheting through the aisles like a pinball. It was Katie carrying Molly in the baby backpack. Molly's mouth was a black hole. Jackie could hear her screaming all the way up here. She banged her palms on the window and grabbed the intercom. Katie! Up here, Katie! Shoppers and employees, as one, looked up at Jackie. She beckoned frantically to her daughter. Katie rolled her eyes and trudged toward the stairs. Jackie paced the office, unable to absorb Melvin's continued burbling. Kyle must have left for his tour, she thought, only he'd left forever, dropping a note on the kitchen table. There is nothing here for me anymore. That was the only thing that could have brought Katie here on her own, lugging Molly almost four miles through the heat. Meanwhile, what could Ricker possibly be thinking at this point? Of course he would fire her if Melvin didn't do it first. Jackie's world had chosen this ordinary Saturday, Chernobyl-like, to melt down. Maybe she had been expecting it. She'd been too happy at Carlsmart these past few months, and for no good reason. Katie stomped in, exuding sweat and car exhaust, and plopped Molly, pack and all, on the desk. 
I am officially done babysitting this monster, she said. She does nothing but scream. I quit. Where's your father? Jackie asked, unbuckling Molly. Fucking around with the van. Where else? It's not like he could make this kid shut up anyway. There's something wrong with her, okay? Like, really, really wrong. Jackie gathered Molly into her arms and sat down with a sigh. Kyle was home. At least for today, he was home. Ricker stood over Jackie and Molly, observing the child with an expression of wonder. I'm sorry, sir, Jackie said. Today just isn't my day. That, said Ricker, is the most beautiful baby I have ever seen. Oh, Jackie giggled nervously. Well, thank you. May I give her a present? Jackie nodded. Melvin, Ricker said, get me one of those Carl dolls. Was this some sort of going-away gift for getting fired? It did not seem so. Jackie stroked Molly's puckered forehead and kissed it. What are you up to, little one? she whispered. Melvin unlocked a supply cabinet and produced a plastic figurine of Carl in his race car. Ricker held it out to Molly. Her eyes opened and fastened on Carl, and she stopped struggling. An unfamiliar relaxation spread through Molly's limbs into Jackie's. Molly's screams tapered to a series of grunts, more like questions than indignant responses to injustice. A final tentative, uh, ended in a hiccup. Other than the buzzing fluorescent lights, the office was silent. For a second, Jackie wondered if she'd gone deaf, but she hadn't, for soon there was another sound in the room, like tiny wind chimes. Molly was laughing. Oh, my word, Jackie said. Holy shit, Katie said. Molly grasped Carl with both hands and very gently touched his head to her lips. She giggled and kicked her legs. Gah, she said. Mr. Ricker, Jackie said, I don't know how I can thank you. Molly has never... You have no idea how hard... Jackie was sobbing. She also had no idea how hard, until this moment. I guess she likes Carl, said Katie, better than real people. Ricker sat in a chair opposite Jackie and Molly with his hands resting on his knees. He smiled warmly and beautifully. Carl, he said, was my son.